Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is the show, episode number 96, NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. I'm your pal Val, with me is the amazing Jason. Jason, how are you today? I'm, I'm just doing okay tonight. A little, a little cold. Okay. Yeah, a little cold, so I'll be coughing a little bit, but I'll mute it. We'll be good. And I'm sure we'll get some extra uh, power here from uh, the man, the myth, the legend, PSA Hall of Famer, Logan King NASCAR. How are you? I've reached the point of no return. <laughs> if you can, if you see where I'm going with that. Okay. We got a great show for everybody today. We're going to do the racing recap. Had a few NASCAR races, F1 race down in Miami. Uh, we're going to talk about the 2016-2017 Panini Instant. It was short-lived, but it was oldie but a goodie. And the tops, well, there was F1 in Miami. Tops had a giveaway at their tent. We'll talk about that a little bit. And then we'll wrap it up with King's Court and then whatever else we mentioned on today's show. So, yeah, uh, no telling. I'm not going to want to miss this one. So, whatever tangents we get off on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right. A uh, lot to go over here. Let's jump into it. Camping World Truck Series, race number seven. That was the third annual Dead on Tools 200. That was Friday, May 6th at Darlington Raceway. John Hunter Nemechek was our winner. And highest finishing rookie was Dean Thompson at position 14. That was, I saw, I missed that race, but I saw the replay, whatever the, I, I think the biggest takeaway was the Nemechek almost getting hit with that beer. Yeah. That was kind of scary. I don't know why anybody would throw a perfectly good beer. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's reminiscent of uh, Jeff Gordon winning at Talladega. <laughs> that that surprised me. Um, trying to remember the end of that race. It's been <laughs> it was crazy weekend here for me. So I was trying to put it all together. But John Hernemichek, his cards, his first NASCARs, 2016. Love 2016. Certified, let me guess. <laughs> <laughs> ding 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 <laughs> yes how'd you how'd you know 2016 pretty certified card number 47 with the different parallels with the, all the mirrors the silver orange red blue gold purple green black and the certified potential signatures uh number two uh 125 or less in 2016 panini prism he has fire suit fabrics as well as driver signatures and different parallels <laughs> of that and then 2016 Panini Torque, he does have a base card in that as well. Card number 65 with the different versions of Panini Torque with the blue, red, artist proof, purple, gold, hollow silver, hollow gold, blackout. And the printing plates, test proof black, cayenne, magenta, yellow, and combo material signatures with the green and red. Yeah, those are pretty good. What was that? Does he have a prism base? He does not. He... Fire suit fabrics right. and driver signatures. I think it's weird that you have a relic, but not a base card. Yeah. I, you know, with 2016 Prism, that was the first one that was actually released. And, you know, that was my first introduction to Prism. And it was interesting that they had, you know, relics in there to begin with. Yeah. You know, that, that, that was the year we were in um, uh, Atlantic City, which is where we're going to this year for the National. Yeah. I, was, I remember opening some of those up and... And then going around the folks who had opened some of that up and grabbing silvers and other stuff too. So, mm -hmm. but you know, John Hernandez, we talked about him before. He was 
um, went up to the cup level and then came down to the truck level. I run in Kyle Busch Motorsports equipment. So he, you know, getting those wins, he had quite a few wins last year. And so he, um, I think this is his first one this year. So, but uh, I think he's working on moving back up. So I think he was in the Xfinity series. So we'll, we'll yeah, he uh, was. And of course, Haley Deegan was in another crash. It was now I'll give her the credit for this. It was not of her making. She was absolutely an innocent bystander. She had no place to go. The wreck was right in front of her and, you know, <laughs> she was going to hit them no matter what she did. Yeah, sometimes you you know when you're running in the back pa- out of the pack like that, there's nothing you can do about that, right? It's kind of gotta thread the needle mm-hmm. sometimes, and just it's easy to be in the wrong place, I guess, back there. Uh, I will say this though, that's that's where running in the front pays off. If you're running in the back, your chances of being in a crash go exponentially higher. You know, no, no matter what. So, I mean, I'm not saying that wrecks don't happen in the front of the field because they do, but the chances are much less. So if, if she could get her performance up and get closer to the front, I think she's going to find out that her luck will change dramatically. And I don't know how hungry she is, right? That's, an, I think, another thing. Not necessarily call her out on it, but, you know, she's driving forward. We got Ryan Priest, that's position six. Zane Smith, position seven, running forwards. Uh, looks like that's the only forwards in the top 10, but, you know, we don't know what's going on these drivers right in their personal lives as well. So, yeah. Now let me ask y'all one quick question about her. You know, she previously was with Toyota and TRD. Do you think she would be doing better right now if she was with TRD versus Ford? I think yes. I I think so too. And I, I think I'm on record as saying is when she moved up to the truck series and she was running a Kyle Busch motorsports truck, you know, to watch out. So that never kind of materialized. So I, you know, Toyota wins a lot of the truck races, I think. So, well, you know, Kyle Busch motorsports is the premier team in the truck series by far. But I, you know, with her and Ford being slated for Ford and I guess going to go to Stuart Haas when she gets to that point or she gets to that point. So uh, I don't know. I, I'd love to see her do well and, you know, maybe even move up to Xfinity and just get out of the truck series, kind of do, you know, I was really impressed with Ty Gibbs where they didn't really let him run truck. They just jumped, went ARCA to Xfinity because, you know, they're kind of similar. And, you know, I've always heard the trucks drive different than the Xfinity car. So I don't know. And maybe because she ran rally trucks that they put, they put her in a truck instead of going Xfinity or, but anyway, rambling on. Yep. All right. I guess move on. All right, here we go. Uh, next race, number eight. That's at Kansas Speedway. That's the Heart of America 200. That's Saturday, May 14th at 8 p.m. Uh, that's going to be at uh, Kansas Speedway. Like I said, stages are going to be uh, end of 30, 60, and 134. So we have a week for... No, that's this weekend. Okay, my bad. All right. I think it was Xfinity that maybe is off a week. So then moving over to Xfinity, that was what I'm saying, Xfinity. That was race number 11, and that was the third annual Mahandra ROXOR 200 at Darlington Raceway. Our winner was Justin Allgaier, and our highest finishing rookie was Austin Hill at position nine. So it was awesome to see the Hellman Chevrolet there in victory lane. Yeah, didn't it have a retro Dale Earnhardt Sr. paint scheme on it with the blue and yellow Wrangler colors? 
He did, and and there was another one that had the opposite of the yellow and blue. I don't think it was Noah. It was somebody else. Um, it, it wasn't Noah Gregson, and it wasn't uh, Josh Berry. It was uh, – I can't even think of it now. Yeah, but they were up close to each other, and you can see the the contrast between the two, which was cool. But uh, it was awesome. You know, Noah Gregson came in second. Let's see, JR Motorsports won two. I think that was Justin's first – was that his first win at Darlington? I can't uh, remember. I don't know. I, I would probably shake my magic eight ball and say all signs point to yes. <laughs> uh, his first NASCARs, he's been around the sport for a while. 2009, press pass. He has base card there, one card number 156, and a few different parallels of it. Uh, there's also the press pass signings and the printing plates. He's also in stealth, also in 2009 Wheels Element. I forgot he was on Discovered Element autograph in there. And then 2009 Wheels Main Event. He's in the playing cards, diamond, clubs, hearts, and spades. Card number one. I love those playing cards. Yeah, I do too. I think they're cool. You are talking about Allgaier, right? Yes. So I think it's interesting, and we talk about this every once in a while, the way that NASCAR cards are for rookies, but Com C has his rookie as 2014, and it's like we need a system. Like, just drives me nuts. That's why I would just go with their first NASCAR. Oh, I, I totally agree, but it just you know. I think Beckett and Press Pass they all got together and they had their first card or their first you know they would do a CRC for a Cup rookie card. Yeah, because it lists because Calm C does pre rookie cards, which I don't even know what that means, but they have it as pre rookie card for him. When I usually look up a driver or a player or whatever it is, it's always I find the player and then go by a card number, which is going to pull me the first year. That's the way I usually pull it. Yep. But you know, in Calm C's defense, it is confusing, and whoever they got working on the checklist, you know, racing is probably not their strong suit so yeah we, we need to talk to uncle rich about that <laughs> yeah maybe we can make a difference in this world well i've i've offered to lend a hand and i got talking to i guess somebody in hr and i guess that's as far as i got so <laughs> uh all right yeah so 2009 for justin algar in the main event Stealth element, undiscovered elements, uh, two versions of that one, two, one, number to 130, and the red ink to 25. So, and then a highest finishing rookie we said was Austin Hill. Yeah, he was in last year's Donruss, wasn't he? I think I've got that card sitting here somewhere still. Yeah, yeah, uh, don't, yeah, put that one on uh, <laughs> close by because he, um, thought I had it. Yeah, 2021. Dunross, he has the card number 81 and then the 88 retro card number 156 with all the different parallels. He's in the optic card number 55. Yeah, here we go. Pictures, printing plates. There you go. Uh, Chronicles with Zenith and Zenith autographs. That's the only thing that he's in, in Chronicles, which surprises me. I think, Jason, you picked up one of his autographs the other day. I, did. I think it was very expensive, right? Super expensive. It was like 500 pennies or something. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was like three bucks. <laughs> anyway, uh, 2021 Panini Prism. He's only in the signing session, so no base Prism for him. So Chronicles and Dunruss, Dunruss Optic for him. So next race is race number 12, and that's at Texas Motor Speedway, and that's the SRS distribution 250, and that's Saturday, May 21st. We have a little break for that Xfinity race. So the cup race, the races are the same week weekend as the Dallas Card Show. Yes, I was going to tell you about that. I didn't even realize that. that Yeah. Because when I, we were talking about possibly going to Dallas Card Show, I was like, oh, the race is going to be at Texas Motor Speedway. That would be pretty good. But it's like, you got the Card Show, you got Texas Motor Speedway. It's, it's a conundrum. So Yeah. I might think about going to the Cup race since it's Sunday. And, you know, I would have already done all the – by the way, I am going to the Dallas Card Show. So if anybody listening uh, is going to be there, uh, come find me and we'll catch up and say hi and take selfies and have all that fun stuff. But anyway, I could possibly go Sunday, but man, that's going to put me home very late back, back here to, uh, to Tennessee. So I don't know. I, I got to put some thought into that. Gotcha. Speaking of cup race, that was race number 12. That was the third annual Goodyear 400. That was Sunday, May 8th at Darlington Raceway. That was the throwback. Our winner was Bump and Run, Joey Logano, and highest finisher rookie was Harrison Burton at position 14. Yeah, Jeff Gordon, who is, you know, he's the big wig at Hendrick now, he was not happy with that. And I'm thinking, you are being so hypocritical. You have put the bumper to so many people like Rusty Wallace in Bristol and done the very same thing. So that's like the pot calling the kettle black. I mean, come on, Jeff, get over it. It happens. You've done it to people. Let's just move on. It was interesting. Put the camera right on him. And when um, Joe Lagana put the bumper on, on William Byron and Jeff just kind of shook his head. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. He had uh, Byron had the Jeff Gordon retro flames paint scheme going on the Exalta paint scheme. So I, I think, you know, Jeff was really excited about that. I think Jeff had been in Miami for the Formula One race. He um, was on Saturday. On Saturday down there, hobnobbing with people. And uh, he came back, of course, Sunday for to Darlington. But, yeah, I mean, it just – I didn't like the way he came across with that because, you know, I, I get that he's, you know, in the front office now. and He's a, you know, he's a, a big wig at, at Hendrick Motorsports. But – Dude, you've done it to other people. You know, you can't say anything, <laughs> really. Yeah, he, he didn't say too much about it. But, yeah, you could tell he wasn't happy. And, of course, Logano was more than happy to, to do that. But it's really weird. Logano just came up on him so quick. Mm-hmm. And instead of, like, veering, you know, going down below the, below him on the track, he just kind of ran right into the back of him. So yeah, it's almost but... like what uh, Lewis Hamilton did uh, Verstappen when Verstappen that pass around a uh, wave by or whatever it was the other day um, last year. So anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Logano, his first cards are in 2008, no base that year, but I think press pass was trying so hard to get sliced bread into a brand or brands that they put in the 2008 press pass signings and signings printing plates with the black kind magenta and yellow. Uh, he's in the press pass legends. I mean, no, no pressure, right? So they put him in the 
2008 Press Pass Legends as only autographs. Number do uh, 126 here, and then the inscription, the 10. I don't remember what that inscription is. I wonder if it's, I guess it wouldn't be sliced it's bread. It's bread. It is. Wow. All right. Who would have thought, you know, that he's destined for the Hall of Fame just because, you know, he's won that championship and has won quite a few races already. But uh, so Legends Press Pass uh, printing plates with black, cayenne, magenta, and yellow. The wheels, 2008 wheels, American Thunder campaign trail. CT18 and delegates number D20 and then trackside treasury autographs, which are dear to my heart. I love that set. That's the one that looks like the little dollar bill or it looks like money. And I don't know if we've talked about this one before, but I can't remember. I talked to one of the guys, I don't know if it was Lee or one of the guys from Press Pass. That was his first project he was working on. And so when the printer went to go print those cards, it locked up the presses. And they needed the FBI to like unlock it because you can't, you know, those have some kind of imagey imaging on them where they'll, you can't print money basically. So, so they had to get somebody to unlock them. <laughs> <laughs> but the trackside treasury autographs, there's the unnumbered version. Number there's also a gold version, but 25, and then the uh, three printing plates, black, cayenne, and yellow, and then. The 2008 Press Pass VIP is card number zero and it's serial numbered to 499. That was one of the ones I got autographed. I thought that was gonna be that was gonna be that was gonna be pretty good. So it turned out well. That's cool. So that was our winner, Joey Logano, and a highest finishing rookie, Harrison Burton. We've talked about him just the other week. I think I may have one of his cards sitting here too. Uh 2000 and 12 press pass total memorabilia rising stars rs1 and there's uh four memorabilia versions of that yeah. silver to 125 gold to 99 hollow foil to 25 and melding to five and then his first uh panini product really is um 2017 dunruss with the phenoms signatures and then select signatures 2017 Panini Absolute, he has a base card there, card number 85 with different parallels, and then autographs in Panini Torque. You know, going back real quick to what you were talking about with Joey Logano and having a championship and going to the Hall of Fame, uh, I don't know how Future Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah, future Hall of Famer. I don't know how many people watched the pre-race show, but they had Richard Petty on there. And Richard Petty said exactly what we've been saying for many years now is that if you you know win a championship you're guaranteed pretty much to be in the nascar hall of fame and when he said that and validated that i'm like yes that's what what we've all been saying forever yeah we've been saying that for a few years now mm -hmm. uh, 50 greatest drivers or winning a championship cup yep. championship next cup race Race number 13 is Kansas Speedway. That's the Advent Health 400, Sunday, May 15th at 3 p.m. Stages are end of 80, lap 80, 165, and 267. Moving over to IndyCar Series. They were off, but race number five, the GMR Grand Prix. That's Saturday, May 14th at 3 p.m., 85 laps. 
That is the 2.439 mile 14 turn road course incorporated portions of turns one and two and the front straight of the famed Indianapolis Motor Speedway oval. And the reindeer of the circuit is within the infield, allowing for greater spectator viewing. Yeah, uh, I guess that's going to be the precursor to the Indy 500. So that's cool. I'm glad, I'm yeah. glad they're doing that. So, you know, I remember back in the when I was much younger, you know, the whole month of May was considered, you know, it was basically just carved out for, you know, Indianapolis. I mean, you had, you had all the different qualifying time trials and things that went on through the whole month and everything. So you basically, as a driver and a team, you went to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the whole month of May. It's not like that anymore, but that's the way it used to be. You know, they have Carburetor Day and all these things. And, right. um, you know, they have one weekend, they'd have qualifying, then they'd have qualifying, you know, you know again, make, people making other attempts to qualify. Uh, the final weekend and, you know, then people would get bumped and then people would go out with just a few minutes to go and try to bump somebody else. And, you know, that was bump day. So, you know, that was cool. I loved it back then when it was like that. It's not so much like that anymore. Looking forward to that, watching that this weekend. So uh, moving over to F1, they were in Miami. <laughs> that was the 2022 crypto.com miami grand prix that was sunday may 8th at miami international autodrome in miami florida 57 laps and our winner was max Verstappen. Um, yeah our, our formula didn't work this week whoever was <laughs> on the front row wins the race that didn't happen well, that was your formula. I'm saying, well, and I guess I'm whoever was leading leading lap one, which he didn't. I don't think he. Uh, no, he didn't. Him. He didn't take the lead to lap nine. Yeah, so that kind of blew that formula out a little bit, but but it was close. I did read about uh, Lewis Hamilton. I guess wasn't too happy about being left the decision to come in for tires or not. George Russell, they I guess called him in, so he was able to pass Lewis to get that fifth spot. So. Mercedes is, you know, getting better, but you know, they they are getting better. They've got a little ways to go. Uh, but kudos to Max for for making making the pass on lap nine to pass Charles Leclerc. I thought, you know, and of course you heard the crowd go wild. You know, they they I think they turned up the volume on the broadcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you hear the. Uh, so yeah, so everybody seemed to be happy about it. But it was like, you know. It, one of the three, so Oracle, Oracle, Red Bull Racing, then Ferrari, Ferrari, Red Bull Racing, Mercedes, Mercedes. You know that's the top six. So, mm -hmm. and then going to the points, Charles Leclerc is still leading over Max by 19 points right now, and then Sergio Perez is in third with he's minus 38 out. Yeah, Max is gaining ever so slightly every week it seems like but you can't gain a whole lot of points when the guy that's leading is finishing right behind you it's it's hard to gain points that way it's like like in basketball you know you're trading two pointers for three pointers it's you're never going to take the lead that way if you get keep doing two pointers so 
I mean, you know, who knows? But you know, Lewis Hamilton is where is he at? Like sixth or something in points? I think is what I saw. Uh, he is in sixth. Very good. He's minus sixty-eight points out. So I wouldn't count him out. <laughs> no, I mean we're only race number five in the books out of a twenty-three race season. So still lots of racing left. Yep, no doubt. I think if Mercedes gets their act together. Uh, they could come back and you know come from behind and possibly be a contender. Who knows? We'll see. The season's young. Max Verstappen, his trading cards. We've talked about him, I guess it was a few weeks ago. If you're one of those um, trying to get maybe his earliest stuff, the 2016 Tops Trumps Grand Prix Heroes and the 2018 Tops Trumps F1. If you're uh, strictly uh, Tops Tops, uh, tops now or tops chrome. Uh, he's got 435 top uh, 2020 cards. So the 2020 tops now Formula One card number 23. That's his first tops now card that has a print run of a little over 4,000. That might be something to take a look at. Like chrome, I know is kind of getting way up there. He has about, it's about 10, 15 of the tops chrome Formula One. With I guess I uh, was his base card or whatever card number six, and then also image variation on that six with him sitting with his helmet, and then there's the other ones making up uh, top podium finishes and, and and wins and so forth. So tops Chrome Formula One. There's the 1954 World of Wheels with the variations of that and the printing plates. The, the seventh. 70th anniversary golds, orange, reds, and super refractors, all with those 10 to 15 cards with those different versions. There's chrome autographs, there's an unnumbered, and then there's um, gold refractor, gold wave refractors, numbered to 50, green refractor to 99, orange refractor to 25, the four printing plates, serial one to one, red refractor to five, and super refractor to one. There's also the gold refractor of the chrome cards, gold waves, orange, all the different colors you can think of there. The orange refractor, orange wave, the printing plates of each one of those cards, uh, purple refractors, red refractors, red wave, red wave, red wave refractors, <laughs> just regular refractors, super refractors. There's track tags, uh, the different versions of it. Uh, and then if you don't like the Chrome Formula One, you can go to the Chrome Sapphire Edition and do it all over again. I won't. Sp I'll spare everybody all that. There's the Dynasty Formula One versions with the autograph gloves and patches, the different gold and red, and I'll see the single driver autographs. But maybe if that's too much for you or out of your budget, there's also the Topps F1 official stickers. It's about ten versions. Uh, 10 different cards of that. There's no parallels or anything like that, but there's foils and non-foils in there. Or if you're a turbo attacks person, the, there's also Max Verstappen cards in the 2020 Tops turbo attacks card. So, And there's a few different limited editions, which I think maybe came out special in some of those uh, packs or tins. So lots of 2020 max for stopping cards yeah there's no shortage whatsoever he's doing well right i'm curious to see what's going to happen how i mean lewis hamilton definitely has the following 
and has the name. Uh, you know, he's struggling right now, and we're stopping having one last year. I don't know, I mean, controversy or whatever, but he's looking to, looking to do well this year. So we'll see how his cards react. Yeah. You know, speaking of, of Lewis Hamilton, I don't know how many of you guys have seen the cover for the latest Beckett, the 2022 Beckett racing price guide, but uh, Lewis Hamilton is going to be on the cover. I saw it a couple of days ago. Uh, to my knowledge, this is the first F1 driver to go on the cover of this mag of this book. Um, you know, cause it's traditionally been NASCAR. I, I can't honestly think of anybody, any drivers other than NASCAR drivers that have been on the, the cover of that, that book. So I thought that was interesting, uh, in itself that, you know, he's taking that over. Um, of course he's the, the, the darling of the, of the, <laughs> the formula one card industry right now, for sure. By far, I mean, formula one has definitely taken formula one cards have taken the trading card, you know, hobby by storm but I, I just want to put that out there just to let people know to be expecting to see that that he is on the cover of it well he had that nine hundred thousand dollar uh 2020 101 it wasn't that long ago that his futura card sold for three hundred thousand. i did see that psa posted that there was another card a futura card that graded a psa 9 and they're hoping that it'll break the 300 K mark that the other one set. So, so how do you guys how do you guys feel about Hamilton being on the cover? And I know Logan, I asked you before, and then I, before the show, and then I stopped you to save it for this. But I'm not in deep like you guys are. I don't have the years of history of collecting NASCAR, and even to me, it's a little weird. Um, it just seems not too soon. But it seems maybe too early, if that even makes a difference. That he's established himself for sure, but it just doesn't seem like F one has gotten enough street cred or whatever to be on the cover of Beckett. How do you guys feel? <laughs> do you want me to go first, Val, or do you want to go? Sure, go ahead. <sighs> to me, you know, look, look. First of all, let's look at it this way: this is a racing price guide. Right. So F1 is a racing series and Lewis Hamilton is the darling of the series and he is a seven time champion, but he is also a seven time champion uh, compared to Richard Petty, uh, Dale Earnhardt and Jimmy Johnson, who all are all seven time champions of their respective series. So for them to put him on there, how do I feel about it? I, I, I'm probably not going to win a lot of, votes or fans here but i mean I, I i'm not a big fan of that i still think that traditionally you know the racing side of of collecting is you know predominantly nascar collectors although everybody's jumped on the the formula one ship um i just i i don't know how to say this but you know I and I'm going to blame the media for a lot of what I'm getting ready to say. I get like, for example, let me start with NASCAR. When Jimmy Johnson was winning all the championships and all the races, constantly when you were watching the broadcast, it was like blah 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 Jimmy Johnson, blah 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 Jimmy Johnson, blah 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 Jimmy Johnson. You didn't hear anybody else's name. 
They constantly were drilling it into your head. And I literally, I, I blame the media for the way I feel about Jimmy Johnson, which I am not a Jimmy Johnson fan. I will put that out there right now. I do not care for Jimmy. Uh, I'm a King fan. I, and honestly, I'm, I, you know, I, I like Dale Earnhardt, but back when he was in his prime, I was not a fan. Uh, I was a Bill Elliott fan in, during those days. But the media kept drilling Jimmy, 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 Jimmy into my head. They, there was somebody that kept track of how many times drivers' names were mentioned during a racing broadcast. And you, you would see this every week. And Jimmy would be, his name was like four and five times more than the next driver below him. So after a while, that gets, that gets old to me. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that feels this way. So now here we've got Lewis Hamilton in the hobby. And now it's blah, 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 Lewis Hamilton, blah, 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 Lewis Hamilton, blah, 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 Lewis Hamilton. I have nothing against Lewis Hamilton, but I'm tired of hearing his name. <laughs> Honestly, let's let's move on. I mean, there's enough hype going on that, you know, I just I, I, I just I, I'm not I just don't I'm not a fan of him being on the cover. I'll just say that. I mean. I'm sure a lot of the Formula One people are going to be going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's fine. That's good. Uh, I'm glad that they'll be happy. But, you know, you can't make everybody happy. And I'm just not going to be happy about it. Val, I want to hear what you have to say. And then I, I want to say something again at the end real quick. Sure. I, I guess it doesn't really bother me. I understand why they're doing it. You know, his cards are commanding quite a bit. And I'm what I'd love to know, you know, is, is be able to look five years down the line and see if this is just a fad or right. if this is really going to take hold is this because and i guess in my mind this is the way i see it is that tops produced this chrome f1 chrome or f1 product you know we had the pandemic they had the netflix series you know everybody kind of glummed onto it and then which it was out for a while and didn't really have any traction and then all of a sudden Hey, a few people started buying it up. You have distributors kind of controlling the secondary market. And then everybody was like, oh my goodness, it's going to go up. I got to get it. I got to get as much as I can because I'll be able to put my kids through college in a few years because everybody's discovered it. And it's basically the 86 Fleer basketball. Everybody's a rookie. And so now I have this escalation of pricing, you know, so I'd love to see what's going to happen in a few years. You know, this is artificially scarcity with these one of ones. It's basically high dollar scratch offs. Now people don't talk about, you know, paying. Yeah. So uh, Ivan had something today on Twitter where the guy had bought, it looked like he was selling a, I don't know if it was, it must've been last year's dynasty. You know, those were thirty-three, $3,600 a box. The guy got, I don't even know who it is, but now he's doing a buy it now at $275. So the guy lost thousands of dollars on this because there's only one card a box. Right. Uh, so he lost a lot, you know, and so basically it's their high dollar scratch offs. And when you buy Chrome at three, $4,000 a box, high risk, high reward. So I'm not that kind of player. I've, really want cards and you know maybe getting cards sending cards through the mail to get autographed and some of this other stuff so i'm not playing that that game and so i'm not in that but you know i do respect the f1 drivers all the different class all the different series they drive different 
you really can't compare them. They're just, you know, they're each unique. And everyone is doing a great job with marketing and tops. You know, they're going to get Vegas next year. They did the Miami. It was interesting with the boats and the fake water we talked about before we, we came on. So I would have loved to have, you know, one of the seats on one of those boats. I would have brought my fishing gear and you know, make believe I'm fishing there off one of the side of the boats. But, you know, I'm a NASCAR guy and to, to do to do fake put boats and fake water around it for and maybe that's what it looks like it's all the movie set fakeness as opposed to nascar and it's kind of what you see is what you get so i don't know so i guess answer your question logan i'm not surprised and i'd love to see um you know because if this thing tanks and their stuff's not worth you know if it's 91 max prices then you know these people be coming to the Beckett, the Beckett home office to see them. Yeah. I mean, the one thing is with, you know, magazines and newspapers, it's everything is timely. So kind of what to you, what to you, what you said, Val of let's see where it is in five years. It's also kind of the opposite end of that, where in five years you can look back and see what was current. So in that instance, you know, I'm totally okay with it. It just, it seems a little weird because it's always been NASCAR and to have something different, it definitely seems odd, um, you know, but, you know, maybe it's just a one-off. Maybe it's not that big of a deal. And maybe, you know, with NASCAR, we've seen the rise and we've seen the fall. We've seen when mm-hmm. 88 Max and 89 Max were, oh. you know, $800 for a header card or whatever. And, you know, now it's 25, 30 bucks or something. So that's very true. I remember back in the uh, early nineties that the Myrtle beach factory sets were like 1500 bucks. I mean, you could go to shows and that's the price that was on them. That was what people were paying for those things back then. And now you see, you know, what's it? 150, $200, you know, all day long. So, you know, is that going to happen to formula one? I don't know. Time will tell. We'll, we will see. I will say this though. I saw today on eBay, the Lewis Hamilton formula one. I mean, the tops now formula one card, you know, the, was it card number three? I think Yep. there was a PSA 10. Somebody had it for eight 99. Buy it now. That card this time last year was a 4k card. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not, wishing whatever on the, the f1 marker but it's like you know mm-hmm. maybe the nascar guys have been around we've been around a while this mm-hmm. is not our first rodeo we've been burned a few times you know i'm sure we've overpaid for stuff and so again the high risk high reward i just that's just not me so and it's easy to get into that fomo so yeah and that's part of what's playing into this right now everybody's thinking oh i gotta have this i gotta have this if i don't have this then i'm just not a good collector or my collections is not you know or, you know, and then there's also the the investing aspect of what's going on here. There's a lot. Let's be let's be honest. There's a lot of hype going on with this product, with with Formula One, a ton of hype. And, and I'm not begrudging anybody. I mean, if, if you're making a lot of money, that's great. I'm, I'm proud for you. It's like what Val said a while ago. I am not a player in that market. I am a collector. I am not an investor. And 
I collect for fun, pure fun. I do not collect for, for investment. People, I, I you would be surprised. I have people, when they find out I collect cards, when when I hear have people say, hey, I found you, you collect cards. How, how much is your collection worth? It's like, I have no idea because I don't keep track of that. And I collect because I love it. I have loved it for 50 years and I will keep loving it until they put me in the ground. So that, you know, I don't know. It's, that's that's just how I feel about it. Yeah, I get, you know, if you're sitting on cases of this stuff, right, you bought it. Well, then you're definitely pumping it up. Um, exactly. There's a, there's a lot of pumping going on. Yeah, I mean, so, and I guess if you're trying to buy it for $3,000 a box for 18 packs or whatever, then, uh, you know, I, I just don't. It, it's hard I, to get your money back out of opening that. So, yeah, I guess we love to open it and not necessarily leave it sealed. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. We do love to open product and, and we have fun with the product. Um, we'll, let's, we'll, like I said, like, and what, what, what you said, Jason, five years from now, let's see where everything's at. Um, you know, I'm a NASCAR guy. I'm always going to be NASCAR number one, period. You know, you know Ken is an indie guy for him. Indy is number one, and that's that's cool. And there's a lot of Formula One collectors, and Formula One's number one for them. Everybody has what they like. I'm not going to tell anybody what they should or should not collect. Uh, but you know, I will. What I will say is, I love NASCAR, and if I have a vote for who's on the cover of Beckett's Beckett's book, I'm going to vote for NASCAR. <laughs> I hate to say this because I sound so judgmental, but if I ask you what sports teams you're a fan of and you tell me Braves, Cowboys, Yankees, North Carolina. Like I just, I lose respect for you the <laughs> moment that it comes out of your mouth because I feel like you don't know anything about what you're talking about. You just have picked a popular team and have went with it. And I'll be the, and I've done it many times on the show. I'll be the first to tell you, I don't know X, Y, Z about what's going on. And I ask, you know, the questions. I just don't understand where all of a sudden all these card guys are like, yeah, I love F1, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, really? Like, where were you two years ago? I, don't, I just don't understand. Maybe it's the Netflix. I was thinking of Logan when he you were at the card shop and, and the, the guy bought the box of cards. And what did he say? Okay, I was at I was at my little LCS down the street here, and I walked in there, and these two guys got out of their car, and they saw my PSA hat, and they said, "You get things great." I said, "Yeah," and they go, "Oh, we've got we we just bought a box." I mean, and this is like when it just came out. They had just bought a box of Topps F1 Chrome, the 2020, and this is what they said to me. It was not, and they showed me the box. They had it in their car. They show me the box. They go, wow, we really are hoping we get that Lewis guy out of this box. That Lewis guy. They had no clue. All they were worried about was how much money can I potentially make after spending, I think he said he spent $600 or something for that box at that time. And that box is what, three grand, four grand now? Yeah. And then those guys proceeded to follow me into the hobby shop and they were buying just random packs of you know prism basketball and football and all these things and and i'm off to the side and i'm just looking in showcases and stuff and i'm listening to these guys they are saying i mean when they would get something that said rookie on it or you know had the rookie logo they're like oh my god 
I've got to, we're going to send this into PSA. I mean, and they kept saying that constantly on everything, you know, and of course that's part of where, why PSA is where they're, they are today, but they were just, I think they were just a, a microcosm of what was going on and what's still going on uh, in the F1 arena today. And, and Jason, it's like what you said two years ago, 95% of the hobby had no clue whatsoever who Lewis Hamilton was. Not one clue at all, period. And now everybody loves him and they're all, everybody follows Formula One and blah, blah, blah. I mean, where, where were you before you were making or hopefully making all this money on cards? Did you care about Formula One then? No. So, I mean, I'm not... I know listeners out there, you probably think I'm trying to bash Formula One. I'm not. I've been a Formula One fan off and on for years. You know, I really like my, my heyday for Formula One is when you had Senna and Prost and Schumacher back in the back in the uh, early, late 80s to probably, you know, mid to late 90s. You know, th that's when I, I really liked Formula One and cards were out, you know, and you could buy those those um, what's well, the 91. Well, I can't remember the name of them. Anyway, though, you buy those cards all day long for you know $10 a set. I mean, they had the Schumacher rookie in there. The 92s, yeah. Yeah, the 92s, okay. But, I mean, I, I've been a racing fan forever. So I, I knew who Lewis Hamilton is. And I know who Michael Schumacher is. I know who Ayrton Senna is. I know who Jackie Stewart is. You know, there. You know, if you delve back into the history, and that's something else that we're seeing now too, is everybody's delving back into the history, and all those cars are getting an uplift as well. Yeah, if Lewis Hamilton one on one can go for nine hundred grand, what does you know one of these other guys go for? Mm -hmm. So anyway, let, let me finish up. You so really next race, bad tangent here. Yeah. You so so <laughs> next race, next race, race number six is the 2022 <laughs> Spanish Grand Prix, and that is Sunday, May 22nd at 9 a.m. So we have uh, another week of that, and then also that kind of plays into right screen here into Miami with the giveaway Tops was doing at Miami. Unbelievable. That's cool though. You gotta you gotta admit that's really cool. That, that is beyond cool. cool. Yeah. Like and listen to us. We sound like little kids. There's only four things there, and there's one tent, and we're like, it's so cool. It's so cool. Because nobody else does it. Like I remember going to the NFL Hall of Fame. Panini had some stuff there, but like Panini's not putting that effort towards NASCAR. And I'll just let you two guys have your spiel. Well, let's talk about these cards first. Yeah. They they're they're in cello packs. Tops was giving them away, and there's five cards per cello pack. And I think I think, and I'm not 100 percent sure. I think that that there's the same five cards in, in each each cello pack. So I mean, what what and what I mean by that is there's five cards in the cello pack and each one of those would be the same. There's two different, two different cello packs for a total of 10 different cards. Do you um, think they're in the same order? I I don't know. I would I mean, think so. It's hard to say with pops, but I, I would like to think they probably are. They, I'd like to think they got collated that way. But again, I don't know. I may be wrong since I haven't seen any in real life. I'm looking. So, you know, again, we, we talk about it 
you know, being cool, but it's, you know, it's like an exclusive giveaway. They're uh, marked as, you know, Miami Grand Prix. Now it's going to be interesting. Are they going to do anything at Texas when they have, like, I think it's Coda maybe, you know, does Tops have another one with the different um, markings for that? And, you know, they have the little, I guess you can get your picture taken there and that little, uh, make it look like a, F1 card there with tops. So I don't, I don't know if this was on the grounds or if this was a separate area or, or what, like at NASCAR, they had just have a regular general area where you can go and see all the different sponsors and stuff. So, but it was, it was interesting, you know, it was kind of like at last minute, everybody kind of found out about it or, you know, tops kind of broadcasted, wish I would have known a little bit earlier than, you know, that they were doing something like that. So it looks as if, and Val, I'm going to put the link in the chat so you can share this. But it looks as if you can't tell what card you get. Because on one side, it has kind of like an information card. You've received an exclusive Formula One Miami Grand Prix tops card. It doesn't have like a number or anything or a name, driver name. And then on the other side of the pack... It's kind of like a tops advertisement card, like we've seen them in different sports and different releases. But it doesn't look as if you technically should be able to see. You can move them, obviously. Um, but it's interesting though, because they basically say, "Oh, good. I'm sorry. Good finish." No, no. I was just going to say, technically, we don't know. You know, if they're in the same order, uh, but it'd be interesting to find out. If it really is like you know five and one, five and the other, and then you get two of the right packs and you're done. So you know, it says, "Hey, to learn more about our Formula One products, please go to tops.com." So you can see that, hey, uh, you know, Tops Chrome <laughs> sold out. Tops Chrome Lights sold out. Uh, maybe last year's Turbo Attacks and last year's stickers. That's about. That's all we got. Maybe Tops now if we yeah. put out cards. So. But it's cool that that they have these little packs. So, yeah, I I would love to see Panini do the same thing for NASCAR. I mean, and they don't have to do it at every track and every race. They could do it for some of the bigger, uh, bigger name races, you know, like Daytona 500 or the Brickyard or Darlington. The Darlington Throwback. Wouldn't that have been neat to have some throwback trading cards, yeah. in Darlington? That would have yeah. been unbelievably cool. The the only thing I'm hoping out of this is you know the the F1 is doing well and that maybe this, you know, it's not necessarily direct competition, but it is competition that, you know, Panini will, you know, maybe, you know, take it out of first gear and go to the, the next gear and, and try to do some more promotions or whatever. It doesn't look like they're sponsoring Greg Galding's car this year. Uh, doesn't, you know, we've gotten done so far. We don't have any uh, Panini instant or anything like that. And so that's a great segue to talk about Hold up. Panini Hold instant. Up. Good. So it looks like the packs w over the weekend when they first came out were like $50 on eBay. Now they're kind of dropping to about 20 to 30. Um, even saw one as low as 16. That was the most recent one that sold. So that's not bad. I think for something that's, it's not super exclusive, but there's not a ton of them out there, you know, yeah. so. It, you know, something else, you, know, you were talking about, 
you know, do you think do you think Tops is going to do this for the the race in Texas? I would love to see them do take this take those same cards and just put the Texas logo embossed that on there, and you know now you've got two different sets from two different venues. I think that would be cool. Yeah, I mean, and, I, and I think Jason, to your point, I think the end of this week or Monday, Tuesday would be a good time to look because we have this break between Miami and Spain and kind of one of those out of sight, out of mind where, you know, the people who rushed, rushed to get it have, have gotten at the higher prices. Right. And then you have the other folks now trying to compete. There's more on the market. We'll see, you know, there's that fine point where there's not that many and, and people are still trying to find it. So I'd be curious to see how it trends over here in the next two weeks. If, if, if my call is right here, like I said, later on this, this weekend, Monday, Tuesday, would be a good time to buy. Agreed. Anything else for tops? No, I, I, I probably will buy a set eventually. Yeah, I, I think so. I'd like to get a set as well. And yep. something I can afford. <laughs> yeah. Same here. Wanted to talk about since we had talked about 2003 E-Tops as a kind of a precursor before Tops Now, Panini Instant, there was a time, so back in 2016, Panini picked up the license where Press Pass had left off, and they started in, I guess it was July, August of 2016 with Prism, and when it got to the playoffs, they decided to do a Panini instant of the playoffs. And these print runs are going to really surprise you here. Uh, wasn't like everything else largely marketed. I think they were on Twitter and Facebook and some other stuff. The Nuts group, a lot of the NASCAR fans didn't pick them up because I think they were, was it $9.99 with shipping? And then when you bought more, it, it brought the price down. I think there were some parallel versions and a one-on-one. I think the one-on-one fluctuated in price anywhere from like $100 to $150. So it didn't make a lot of sense. But they were basically released on Friday and then would run for only a few days, maybe a week. And not everybody would remember. I think I had set a timer or some kind of reminder that I would, would go out and um, get these. So... It's probably hard to tell, but it started with Martin Truex, car number one. It was a print run of 64. <laughs> that was September 23rd. Uh, car number two, Kevin Harvick, print run of 83, not 183 or 800 or 1800, just 83. <laughs> uh, Martin Truex, let me see if I can look at my other screen here. If I can, um, I have some. You know, Sam. good. I bought I bought several of these, but but it's like what you said, Val. My problem was I forgot, and I wasn't reminded enough by you know social media or whatever at the time to to go and look and go buy the cards. Or I, if I had remembered, I would have bought them. And there were several of them that first year I did not get because I just totally forgot. And just running through these, uh, Martin Truex, car number three of nine, uh, 90, Jimmy Johnson, 80, Kevin Harvick, 90, Joey Logano, 77, Jimmy Johnson, 73, Carl Edwards, 80, 
Joey Logano, 67. Kyle Busch, 64. Carl Edwards, 65. Jimmy Johnson, 72. Joey Logano, 64. Tony Stewart, that was his, I guess, his last car retirement, 70. And then Jimmy Johnson, seven-time champ. He also won the race. That was December 2nd. Print run of 94. Yeah. Those are, I mean, there's nothing over 100. <laughs> Not one single thing. That's amazing. Yeah. It, you know, there's like the Tony Stewart. It's interesting to me. I feel like the print on demand stuff, when it's a low number, doesn't get the same love that it that an actual serial numbered card from a pack does when there's essentially no difference. Yeah. So, you know, they're not individually numbered. So what I like about Panini instant over tops now is tops. Now doesn't print the print run. You have to go to the website to look and you have to hope that the tops employee puts the card number and card and the print run on it. Cause I have a soccer card that I'm from two years ago. I'm still trying to get them to, update the number on because there's no number or no nothing on the checklist but you know they're not injury num- individually numbered so like this tony stewart is numbered at it just says one of 70 that you know it's not individually numbered so and even that's a little confusing because some some sets through the years would put one of 24 but it was 24 in the set not a print run so even that wording is a little bit confusing yeah mm-hmm. so the card numbers at it's like at the top corner. And again, this is the way they came, you know, with a little piece of scotch tape over the edge. And, and that and that's the way, you know, they were were done. So Logano, Carl Edwards, and they kind of did uh, like the final four so that they could get a, a Kyle Bush in there because he hadn't won a race in the playoffs, but he had made it through the playoffs. So uh they had that final Final four, Jimmy, uh, Joey Logano, Carl Edwards winning, Jimmy maybe Johnson. Maybe that's why Carl Edwards quit NASCAR is because they don't make Panini Instant anymore. I, you know what? That might be it. <laughs> <laughs> so they did um, the playoffs in 2016, but then for 2017, they produced the whole year. Yeah, it was the same same song, different verse for me on the 2017s. Uh oh, Val just uh, clicked himself out. <laughs> okay, Jason. So now that Val's not here, what do you want to talk about? Oh, he's back. Darn it, we didn't have enough time. What's that? Yeah, but, but the 20 the 2017s was the same thing for me. I, I it was hit or miss. I, I would remember some weeks and others I would forget, and it got just got to a point where crap there's no way i'm gonna get them all now so i just kind of as it went on i just kind of went down with it and didn't buy as nearly as many and, and they're cool cards don't get me wrong i just was an idiot and <laughs> didn't didn't remember to do it well when it came to 2017 they started doing the whole year uh but i was not going to do the whole year but just because of what the prices were for 2016 uh, and on here, it's showing that there was a green uh, green parallel to 10 and then a black 101. But Kurt Busch had a print run of 90, Brad Kozlowski, 64, Martin Truex, 60, Ryan Newman, 54. So now we're getting down 
uh, in the 50s. Kyle Larson, his win, uh, 80. Brad Kozlowski, 64. Jimmy Johnson, 68. Jimmy Johnson, 69. Ricky Stenhouse, his first win, 16, uh, 63. Martin Truex, 52. So now that's in the lowest. Kyle Busch, 52. Austin Dillon, his first win, 57. Jimmy Johnson, 64. Ryan Blaney, his first win, 84. And that's because I bought 25 of them. So, <laughs> uh, Kevin Harvick, 53. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse, another win, uh, 53. Martin Truex, 52. Denny Hamlin, 55. Casey Kane, 55. Kyle Busch, 64. Martin Truex, 52. Kyle Larson, 55. Kyle Busch, 53. Kyle Larson, 53. Truex, 52. Kyle Busch, 52. Kyle Busch, again, 52. Martin Truex, 51. So that's a low. Brad Kozlowski, 57. Martin Truex, 52. Kyle Busch, 52. Kevin Harvick, 53. Matt Kenseth, when he won 52. Uh, Martin Truex, his championship win, 61. Dale Earnhardt Jr. retirement, 84. So 2017, there's a lot of cards in that set. A lot of cards are in the 50s, and they are tough to find. Not very expensive, just tough to find. Yeah, that's that's also a strange thing, too, is they haven't commanded any kind of premium prices like the Topps now F1. Right, so you would think you know the first wins of some of these guys would be there's uh, Larson, Brad Kozlowski, Jimmy Johnson. I've got a few of these. I've been trying to find them to make the set. Danny Ham, I know that's dark. and But here's uh, Ryan Blaney, his first win, driving for um, Wood Brothers. Here's the Martin Truex Championship and the Dale Earnhardt Retirement. And then, like with the Blaney's, I don't know if you can see. I had him sign one in gold and... One silver to see what it would look like. So that's cool. That those are nice. And I gave him one of the cards and he looked at oh he looked on the back and he's like, Oh, one of eighty-four. So <laughs> I didn't have to tell him like, oh, it wasn't necessarily card number one of eighty-four, but it was eighty-four of them. So to Jason's point with the kind of a deceptive numbering. Yeah, now you know, we all keep hoping, and I know when we go to the national, we keep asking them if they would bring back tops I'm tops now panini instant nascar but i think there's a lot of issues that revolve around that's behind the scenes that we don't see like they have to get approval from the sponsors and the drivers and the team owners for the images and all these things and sometimes they can't make deadlines and i think i think it's it's for the the small print runs it's just not worth the effort probably to, to have to deal with all that overhead to make the cards. I think that's where the issue is. Now, if there was like a, a driver's union or something like that, where, Hey, you can just use the images and use the sponsors and just go on. I think we might, it might be a different story, but the fact they have to go through all those checks and balances, I think that's what makes it tough for Panini. Yeah. There, there was one week where Kyle Larson had won, but I don't think they had gotten the permissions or whatever. So basically there was no card issued that week. And I'm assuming it's because they didn't get 
permissions because they had Kyle Larson a few other times that year. So, but yeah. but I just wanted to um, you know bring that up and and let everybody know that they're very small print runs. Twenty sixteen was just the playoffs. Twenty seventeen was the full year, and there was you know in the low fifties for the majority of those cards. So they are super tough to find. You can see them on eBay every once in a while, you know, anywhere from five to ten dollars a piece. So, and I think the cost was, uh, like I said, nine ninety nine with shipping, and then if you bought more than five, they they start would go down to, I don't know if it was six, five, four dollars a piece in quantity. So, yeah, I guess our last segment would be King's Court. If we don't have anything else, mm. I know we're we're past an hour. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna. This is gonna be a one of our longer episodes. The way it's going. All right, let's go. Let's cue the music. Cue the music. All right, this week's King's Court. We'll start with our Joker. And it's this was from the 10th of May. It's a Pinnacle Mint Collection 1997 Mark Martin promo co- promo coin and card sealed still in the cello pack. Uh, it went for just $10 by it now. But the reason I picked this is because, you know, it is odd. You know, they had these back in 1997. Pinnacle did this. Uh, I think it was the Pinnacle Mint and it was like a 30 card set and you could get like i think you got two coins two uh of the cards that have the holes cut in them for the coin and then this one regular like base card or whatever for this 30 card set that came in a pack and they had different parallel hunts whatever you want to call it they had like bronze silver and gold and it's just unusual because you don't see things like this anymore and and it's like what val said earlier you know We've seen the heyday and all that, and this is kind of towards the latter part of the heyday, but it's still, you know, it was part of when there was still a lot of hype around NASCAR. And, you know, I like stuff like this. I like the oddball stuff, the coins that go with the cards. I think it's really cool. So, anyway, I just wanted to show that and have that as our joker for this week. You know, Panini was taking a chance, you know, doing something a little different you know, combining coins and, and cards. So, yeah. And like I said, it's a cool, it's only a 30 card set. So, I mean, it's, they're still out there. They're very inexpensive and they're fun to collect. So there you go. All right. All right. Next up our Jack of the week. This is also on the 10th of May. Noah Gregson, 2017 select signatures, auto number to five. Or no, it's number five, I think. No, it's one no, number Okay, my bad. Number S, I need to learn to read. <laughs> number S-NG. It's a checker right. flag prism one of one. My bad. Um, rookie auto. Yeah, this is a rookie auto. And, you know, Noah Gregson's doing very well this year. He's having a great year. He came in second last week. Um, this card went for $460 with 48 bids. So... I think that's a that's a pretty hefty price. I think somebody there's a, there's a, a lot of Noah Gregson fans on there. I'm sure there's probably some people speculating on him, but I think that's a that's a cool price. I'm glad to see some things like that. And you know, he's not even a Cup driver. 
and this was a $460 card. Yeah, I think, you know, he, he's destined for that. With 48 bids, that's pretty good. I saw this when it was like at 230, and I was like, you know, we've been talking about Noah here for a few years where he's got the personality and and, and driving, so uh, we'll see where he ends up. But, as, you know, one-on-one rookie auto. Yeah, I see him going to Cup in the next year or two for sure. All right, next up, our queen of the week. This was on the 5th of May, 2020 Panini National Treasures, Haley Deegan, race used rookie card, auto out of 25. Now, flip it back over there, uh, Val. Let's look and see where the numbering was. Look, you see what they did on this one, Jason? They, they got the Munster logo right. Yeah, that's the first thing I noticed, actually. It's just little stuff that makes it so much better. Yeah, you're, I agree. Now, they were asking, uh, they had a buy it now or best offer uh, price of $2,750, and it ended up going for $1,550. So somebody accepted the best offer with that price. So that's pretty stout for that card for Haley Deegan. But it is a nice card. Yeah, $1,500 for $1, one of 25 yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, we saw cards like that at the National last year, Val, for I think people were asking five $600 for them, and we were kind of scoffing at that, I think. <laughs> and now look at it. <laughs> yeah, I even wow. think it helped that she has the hat on. Oh, yeah. It's good call. Yeah. If it was just her standing there, you see the Alpine stars, but you don't see anything monsters, so having the hat helps. I think so. I think it's a good observation, Jason. Right. Yeah, so that's our queen of the week. All right, next up, our king of the week. This was on the 6th of May. 2022 Donruss Jeff Gordon out of five. Timeless Treasures uh, material signed hollow gold. And it's a redemption card. It's not even the real card yet. <laughs> but somebody, they had a, um, a buy it now price of $4.95 or best offer. It went for $400. Best offer accepted. So, I mean, there's no guarantee whatsoever you're ever going to get that card. I mean, Jeff Gordon may never sign them or, I mean, they may put stickers on them. I don't know what they're going to do, but you may not ever get that card. So spending $400 on a redemption, yeah, that's, that's kind of bold. Yeah, well, it's, well, it's Dumbest Thomas Treasure. It's going to be auto. I mean, it's going to be stickers, so. Yeah, so I would like to think that one would get fulfilled. But not even, you know, just the not getting it. Like, as a seller, I hate my voice right now. As a seller, I don't think I could sell that knowing that it's a material. Because what if it comes back and it's like some badass patch? Right. Part of you know, that makes it right? automatically a thousand or, you know, something like that. If it was just the autograph, sell it. But something out of five i think i would take yeah. my chance on redeeming to see what that swatch looked like yeah I, I agree with you jason if i had pulled that i would i'd scratch that sucker off and put the coat in and you know hope for the best and and i i i, I bet with it being out of five that's probably going to be a, a pretty good swatch that they're going to have on there well and if it was out of five and let's say it was bubba wallace probably you know Nothing too spectacular, but with it being Jeff Gordon, I don't feel like they have as many options because 
you know, that was one thing we talked about when it first, the deal happened, you know, how much are they going to put out of him? I don't imagine they have too much uh, fabric or whatever you want to say laying around to cut up. I bet you're right because, you know, his fire suits, his fire suits on the secondary market are not going to be inexpensive. Right, right. And we had that conversation about Dale Sr. the one week too. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I would have redeemed it. It'll be interesting to see if these actually pop up soon and what they look like. Yeah, I need to put that in my safe search. So don't let me forget that. All right, so moving on. Our ace of the week, which is going to be the one one This is from the 6th of May. And to nobody's surprise, 2021 tops Formula One Lewis Hamilton. Foil Fractor, one of one. PSA 10. Awesome card. It went for a, and I think somebody actually probably, given today's climate and the prices of Lewis Hamilton cards, I think somebody stole this this one on one because it went for three thousand five hundred ninety five dollars by now. So somebody went click and bought it. I, I bet the, I bet it went quick. I didn't look to see how quick it went, but I bet it got I bet it got scarfed up pretty quick. And that's a cool card. It's a like I said, it's a. It's a full fractor one on one. I mean, golly, I mean, that's. I mean, I know there's like 17 or 18 different Lewis Hamiltons in that set. I think, but still, uh, that's a that's still a pretty nice card. And look at the bottom of that card, uh, Val. It's got that PSA logo on there. Yeah, I saw that new holder. That's that's pretty cool in the new holder. But yeah, it's a 10 and it's a one on one. I mean, how many one on ones have we seen of Formula One that are like seven, eight, nine? Right. And they still come in at high prices. This is a 10. So this one to me uh, is was undervalued compared comparatively speaking to all the other things that we're seeing with Lewis Hamilton one on one cards. I heck I I'm not a Formula One guy, but man, if I'd seen that, that might have been tempting for a one on one at that price, because knowing how how expensive these things are these days. But anyway, right. I, I digress. All right, so last but not least, our Royal Flush of the Week sold on the 9th of May, and it's Charles Leclerc, 2020 Topps Dynasty Formula 1 Triple Relic Auto, 7 of 10. That's a cool-looking card, you have to admit, uh, right there. I wish I could afford these cards, and maybe that's part of where, where, I, where I have had some issues, is I love these cards, but I can't afford these cards. I would love to have some of these cars. I just can't afford them. But kudos to who bought it because they had a price of uh, $15,000 on it, and it had a best offer accepted of $12,500 for that card. And $4 for shipping. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, Logan, do you realize what happened? Or should I say didn't happen this week? Um, no, no primes. Oh, yeah. There is no, yeah, no, no primes. primes this week. And we haven't said Ty freaking Gibbs either. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. No primes. You're right. No prime patches this week. I, did, I didn't see any that were super high priced. Um, that went for, you know, a lot of bids and things. But, yeah, this is a cool card. I mean. He's he. I think he's destined for the championship this year. Um, 
if he if they just don't have massive failures in their um, in their cars, you know, I think I think he's going to go all the way with this thing. I think Lewis Hamilton. I mean, uh, Lewis Hamilton. I think that Max Verstappen is going to give him a run for his money, but I think Ferrari's got it. You know, no pun intended or pun intended. They have it in gear this year, so I think Ferrari. This I think this is Ferrari's year. Well, I think it's it's his to lose, his championship to lose. Good point. I mean, if he finishes above Max all year, or for the most part, he wins the championship. So it's his it's his to lose. Yep. Max got to chase him. So Max had the two D, uh, DNF. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's hurt him tremendously. Because um, if he'd been in the podium, I think they'd have been really close right now in points. Right. But yeah, this is a cool card. Kudos to whoever bought it. I wish I could afford it, but. Um, I'm just uh, taking what they're giving because I'm working for a living. <laughs> 12K, 12 and a half. Yeah. yeah. If I was to tell my wife that I was going to spend $12,000 on a card, no. I mean, it's it's hard for me to ask ask permission to spend, you know, four or $500 for a card, much less $12,000. Well, $12, well it's $12,500 for a 2020 card. It's not for a, uh, you know, 1950s or whatever car, seventy-two STP, <laughs> or or a PSA ten Richard Petty or seventy-two STP or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah, twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a good point, Val. This is ungraded as well. So that's all I have for this week's King's Court. Hope you enjoyed it. Well, thank you. Uh, if there's nothing else, uh, definitely want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Panini America. Please like and subscribe to the podcast if you're watching on YouTube channel. If you will, hold on. If you uh, would like, subscribe to the podcast and then on YouTube, subscribe and ring the bell. Yes, sir. I tweeted out today if anybody had seen 2022 Donruss Racing Blasters. Yes. Uh, nobody has seen them yet. There have been a couple that have appeared on eBay. Uh, not very many, and they're, they're, they're going for like $27, $28 right now. So we're still waiting for the blasters. I don't know. I would think the, maybe they would hit this Friday. So when the podcast hits, hopefully Darius hits this Friday as well. So I'm going to check this Friday. I'm on, I'm on Walmart. Yeah, I'll buy a few. I, I, I'm hoping, I'm really praying that they didn't jack the price up so high uh, that, you know, the 27, if they're $27, 28 you know, that's going to be a tough pill for me to swallow. Uh, like I said, one or two, just so I can video them and bust them and those kind of things. But anyway, I just want to let that, let people know that really for the most part, no, nobody has seen blasters in retail store in the retail stores yet. I just want to let everybody know that. And one more thing, hashtag skid marks. Okay. And if you, Jason, uh, just real quick on the Don Russ, at least for Don Russ, because it's not Don Russ baseball with no logos. It's not that. But at least for Don Russ, there's the hit per blaster. So while mm-hmm. it's not the greatest news that it, it could have a price increase, at least for Don Russ, there's a hit because of all the other brands, there's not. So good point. Yep. <clears throat> that is a good point. That's all I got. I'm done. Okay. Well, again, for me and the guys. Thanks for watching, and we will catch you all next week 
we are out of here.